0: And good morning again, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here.
1: Rev Z right here.
0: And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. And this happens every Friday morning at 7 a.m. here on the Mountain Time Zone, part of the new Thought Media Network. Uh, and folks, we've done it again. We let a teenager get a hold of a weapon. And that child shot up a school. And we had four people dead and several injured, including a teacher. Um, here we are, Z. It seems... It's December. How many times have we done this show this year now? Uh, way too many. Way too many. My kids the other day said, hey, guess what? School's in season. You know how I know? There's shootings.
1: <laughs>
0: and... We we had a brief lapse in school shootings during 2020 and a brief decline in school shootings in 2020 because of because of COVID. Uh, But school's back in session and the guns are out and the guns are blazing.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I find it interesting when I look, when we look at the statistics, I just I was just curious, you know, now that we're back in school and school pretty much started in August. And so, in the last four months since August, we've had 32 shootings at K through 12 schools. That's eight a month.
0: That's two a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, take your pick, folks. Today's Monday and Wednesday are shooter days, or Wednesday and Friday yeah. are shooter days this yeah. week. It's um, quite,
1: uh, quite alarming.
0: That is quite alarming. I didn't quite realize it was that high. And, um, folk, you know, we do make a little bit of light sometimes of some of these things. And, uh, and we know that um, this is a very real concern and a very real issue. And we, we won't pretend that we're going to get to any real substantive answers by the end of the hour, half hour today. Uh, but we do trust we'll be able to look at some of the underlying causes and some of the spiritual solutions To those causes. Before we get into it too far, though, uh, we would like to bring the names of our lost students Tate Meyer, 16, Hannah St. Julian, 14, Madison Baldwin, 17, Justin Schilling, 17. Um, And we're going to let their names run across the screen there for you for a minute or two. We're not going to publish the shooter's name, uh, but the shooter is in custody. Uh, He did not resist arrest. Uh, as a matter of fact, the story, as we hear it, he, uh, surrendered to the first police officer, he, to the first authority figure he encountered and still had bullets in his weapon when they apprehended him. So this isn't like a video game and he was just shooting everything he could find. It would seem, uh, immediately upon confrontation. He surrendered, invoked his privilege to, to, uh, (laughs) To the fifth amendment and is not answering questions and is uh not being interrogated as far as we can tell because of his age and his parents' refusal to allow him to be questioned.
1: And you know, you know, I I had to go look up some statistics on this, right? And there's a statistic, and this is about a Sandy Hook promise site, uh, you know, from the whole Sandy Hook thing, which you know was in 19, I mean, it was in 2012, right? Um Mm -hmm. So they say four out of five school shootings at least one other person has knowledge of the attacker's plan but failed to report it. Now I don't know if that's the case here. But when you think about that's a lot. I mean that's like 90% of the shootings someone knows about them. Right. Now, of course, this one, it seems to be a little odd, right? Because as we were talking earlier, you were informing me that, you know, the parents had all, somebody observed some crazy behavior. The parents were actually on campus in the administration office and whatever the kid did, they wanted that it was not enough for any kind of disciplinary or, you know, go home or whatever. They let him go back to class and yeah. then the incident happens.
0: And then the incident begins there is speculation he may have had the gun in his backpack during that during that meeting right that he was sitting there with the now folks i don't know the situation in that household but i tell you i'm i've been busting my butt (laughs) for 16 years to create an atmosphere in my household where if if it was that bad i would (sighs) Man, I would hope it would never have gotten that bad, that my kids would be able to talk to me or or have somebody to talk to. This seems like a, a young, young. I don't want to say young man, a child that for whatever reason can't even speak to his parents. And, and from what we understand, the father had just purchased the gun on Black Friday, yeah. last Friday. Yeah. Now, nobody's saying he purchased the gun for his son, by the way. That right. There's no. And, and,
1: and you know, I heard this statistic from a from a, a pretty good source. I haven't confirmed it, but I, I trust the source. Numbers plus or minus. Give me some numbers. Five percent. But on Black Friday alone, I, I I heard that according to the statistics, and they probably still need to be confirmed. On Black Friday, it was seven hundred and some odd thousand gun permits or or background checks that were. Uh, instituted as a Black Friday shopping for guns.
0: So people more are out. More than,
1: and, and, and they said more than the
0: number for
1: all of last year. <sighs> uh, so, something to that effect, but
0: a lot. Absolutely, sir. Here, Here's your weapon. Now, what safe would you like to buy to go with that? Yes. Because if yes. that, I got to believe that that brand new handgun purchased last Friday was in a safe well, we got a much better chance of keeping that gun out of that kid's hand. Now, I yeah. get it. Who, you know, what am I going to do with a safe? How am I going to open a safe in the middle of the night if I need protection? That's what the gun's for. I got to have the end result is these people let that gun get in the hands of a 15 year old who, from the outset, would appear to have some mental instability or health concern operating in their lives mm-hmm. right now. Mm hmm.
1: And and when you think about, you know, I mean, when you start looking at these statistics, you really begin to, if if you're concerned about the kids and the future, you know, these statistics, that the leading cause of death among American children and teens is gun violence. They say one out of 10 gun deaths are age 19 or younger. And it's the leading cause of death between children and teens. There are more people getting shot than are drowned. They said you're more likely you're three you're more than three times higher of getting shot than drowning. Wow. That's, that's, that's horrible. I mean, we have to begin. We have to, you know, de-emphasize the use of gun violence. Now, you know, we have all kinds of movies and, and, and things where guns are glorified, a lot of military and assassin movies and programs and, you know, criminal investigations where we get deep into the whole, you know, all right, I get it. That's that it's, it can be entertaining and it, you know, but it also starts planting seeds and this whole thing about, oh, no, they don't, you know, it, it doesn't matter. We know from our yeah. teaching and 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 perspective and how life works, everything that goes into your mind plants a seed, and then it's just a matter of if it gets watered and fertilized. And if you get that, and you keep getting these things over and over again, they're going to manifest right. some kind of way.
0: Yep. Or they get man, you know, or we water with bad water. Yeah. We. We water with "you're not good enough." We water with "how are you going to make account to anything?" We water with go, "just go play your video games." That uh, we water all these seeds. And, uh, I, should we indict all of uh, uh, all of American, all of American society? You're under indictment for child neglect for abusing yeah. our children yes. by letting them get their hands on these guns and. We were talking about this story on Tuesday Z during our other program. Uh, Folks, if you want to check out on that, uh, it's called New Thought Today. And we we didn't know any of the details on Tuesday. We just knew that it had just happened. We had no Mm -hmm. real understanding of the particulars, the causes that went into this incident. And I've been having this conversation all week now. (laughs) You know, it sounds like civil war, but... What are we gonna? What can we do other than a buyback program and then ban private possession? I know we've got the Second Amendment. I know we've got half our country that belongs to a terrorist organization called the NRA. Um, I know that uh, I'm not worried about them watching this program, by the way. But <laughs> what other what other avenues do we have? Z. Well,
1: you know, I, I mean, first, I think. Foremost, we have to get our head around what this is, right? You know, because somebody might say, "Oh well, eight eight shootings in a month. We got fifty states. I don't know how many millions of people in the country." But you know, uh, the statistics when you look at them, they begin to tell a stark story. They say ninety three percent of school shootings are planned in advance. Now this this particular one in Ohio and in Michigan may not have been, but when you figure ninety three percent now, and these numbers are from nineteen seventy four to two thousand, so we got a big time. But it takes yeah. time to get these numbers and crunch them. But but another statistic is this: they said uh, there have been thirteen hundred school shootings since uh, nineteen seventy. Okay, we're going way back now.
0: Okay, yep. but,
1: but but the thing it says here. Eighteen percent of those shootings have taken place after the tragedy at Sandy Hook. Wow! Which, which was, which was twenty twelve December. Right. We're, we're, you know, December twenty twelve. Now we're yeah. December twenty twenty one. We flipped those numbers around. Yeah. Right. And, 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 just to think, you just have forget the guy's name. I try to forget his name because he's so repulsive. The guy who was uh, saying all that was a hoax. They just sued him, and he just got sued. I forget that guy's name. Saying all, oh saying yeah, that was yeah. A hoax.
0: I try not to say his name either. Initials <clears throat> A and J.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so that's where we need to start. We need to begin to become aware and look at these this gun violence stuff and look at these children killing children as a serious thing. Yeah. These, these numbers are only going to increase if we can't, if we can't get this in balance. Do something about the guns. Do something about creating harmonious environments. Do something about families. If you feel you need a gun or you own a gun, lock it up.
0: Yeah. I'm struck that if this were a virus... We would at least have given it the media attention it deserves. Hey, folks, we've got something we don't know how to control, and it's getting a little out of hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, folks, this is starting to look like an epidemic. Oh, my yeah. God, we better do. Oh, my God, folks, this is now a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And and actually, when it comes to gun violence, I think we be... we missed it. We missed the opportunity because yeah. now we're in the endemic phase where there's just wave after wave. And hey, folks, school shooting season, get your inoculation and your your bulletproof backpack, right? The hot item on the Christmas list is going to be bulletproof backpacks again. It's, right, we're just... And the only thing to do with that, folks, is we've got to create, we've got to find a disruptor. We've got to find a way to disrupt the flow Mm -hmm. Uh, the easy access of guns for anyone under the age of 21. Uh, we've got to find a way um, to make it incredibly, not just difficult, but um, put some serious uh, penalties upon the parents, put some serious penalties upon the gun manufacturers. <laughs> like, let's trace it back. Hey, your gun was just used. Let's put it on the manufacturers. They're making enough money to you know. Because here's another
1: statistic. Here's another statistic for you in that light. There are an estimated 4.6 million children living in homes <coughs> where at least one gun is kept loaded and unlocked. 4.6 no, million households, <sighs> or children rather. You know, somehow, well, I mean, and, and, and given, well, let me just caveat this first by saying, given the political environment that we are just came out of and that we're still trying to find a, a, a balancing act, coupled with the pandemic of COVID, we now need to put the pandemic of gun violence and begin to figure out how do we create a vaccine, if you will, uh, for this virus, because we're losing bright, young minds that even if they are in some difficult situations or their their perspective of life has been uh, jaded in the 15 years, because all these last few shootings have been 15 year old kids. Yeah. They're yeah. ninth or 10th grade. They don't they don't they, they they don't even know algebra yet. Hardly.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's younger just, and younger.
1: Unfortunate.
0: When I was a kid, I lived in a, a real a small little crossroads town between a couple of smaller towns, <laughs> slightly larger towns.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there was a young girl, um, a couple years younger than I am, I believe, and an uncle left uh, a shotgun came to visit and was had been out hunting in the area. And in that area you could walk. So he wasn't driving. He just kind of ended up on his family's property and put the gun down on a, on a counter and his young niece came up and not knowing and, you know, and she's gone. And that was a massive, it it was a huge tragedy. It, It made the news. It was everywhere because that stuff didn't happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that stuff wasn't supposed to happen. And the uncle, as I remember, was held liable and responsible for not following gun safety. Yeah. Now, yeah. we had a, uh, we had, the, this this appalls me. The prosecutor in the Kyle Rittenhouse case mm-hmm. put his finger on that weapon, on the weapon that Kyle used as he was showing it off to to the jury. Now, he says, he, you know, everybody believes it's empty, but did anybody check that? So, like, a blatant disregard for gun safety in, in that case. As a quick sideline, Kyle Rittenhouse has publicly stated that he has destroyed that weapon. Yeah. That that weapon has been destroyed. However, and this is an argument I hear as well, Well, you know, we're never going to get rid of guns, and we just got to teach better gun safety. However, it would appear parents have a tough time. I know parents have a tough time, no matter what topic it is teaching kids in in the home. And it would appear that we're not interested in teaching gun safety to kids, to anybody. 700,000 permits, requests for a permit. How many of those people signed up for gun safety class at the same time? Yeah, ten percent, five percent. Maybe we're getting lucky. And we're getting twenty percent. I still don't believe. You want a gun? Go to go to school. Go to, go go. Take some lessons. Go prove you know what you're doing. Go sh- prove you've got a safe. Prove that your kid doesn't know the combination to this. How to get into the safe? Yeah prove that no one else but you and maybe, you know, your, your adults have access to that weapon. We need to rewrite the conversation, I believe, from the ground up.
1: Well, and here's here's another challenge, right? We now have several states with open carry permits. With And you don't have to get a, you, you know, if it's open carry, I don't need a concealed weapons permit, which means... With the concealed weapon, you have to take some kind of training, and there is some right. kind of uh, preparation, if you will, or education. But on an right. open carry permit, you it just has to be in the open, and I can do it. And and you know, so I mean, we we are creating Old Dodge City, on old yeah. you know, the old Wild Wild West. Yep.
0: I shared this with you earlier, in Moab last week, out in the wilderness away from everywhere a guy comes by on a motorcycle on a dirt bike great right? it, and it's four-wheel drive territory and he's on the most nimble machine we know he's got speed he could handle the terrain better than anybody else and he's got a gun on his hip i don't know what you're afraid of i don't know what threat is out there the biggest threat is yourself falling off your bike having an accident shoot yourself with your own gun yeah but, We've gotten to, I agree, we've gotten to this point where it's the wild, wild west of I gotta have mine. And here's what I think because I'm afraid you have one. Exactly. Because I'm afraid you've got a gun underneath your jacket. And we know that, well, unless you're black, the cops pretty much aren't gonna shoot you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that, that's, you know, and speaking of that, just a tangent for, I don't know if anyone's seen or how much you've heard about the case in Arizona where there was a 61-year-old man, and this is just guns and period, and even it can go either way. 61-year-old man accused of stealing a toolbox, I think, from a target. Officers are called in. Guy pulls a knife in the wheelchair, in the motorized wheelchair, and it winds up that the officer— and it appears from the preliminary video that in Shoots the, him in the, the back. guy's back shot him in the back nine times because he was threatened for his life with a knife and the guy's going away. Now And he's in a motorized wheelchair. Yeah. he's. I mean, how fast can that thing go? I mean, uh, you know, go ahead. Tell the people to close the store. Don't let him in. Call in support. Let him ride around until his electricity battery run out and then apprehend him. I mean, yeah.
0: <clears> and that cop's the gonna
1: say stuff but it's still guns
0: right and i think that cop and that cop's gonna say Oh, well, i feared for my life
1: he, already I, said he,
0: it. He, he threatened me with that knife okay yes i walk up to you and i say give me your money i got a knife give me your money or i'm gonna stick it and you pull out a gun and go you really yeah yeah that, um, that's the old okay sit- never mind never mind i'm good i'm out of here and it's then the you're old still saying, gonna right? shoot me in the back, right?
1: That that old saying, never bring a knife to a gunfight, right? Yeah. It,
0: we we have got we have got this has gotten way out. I did see I saw the headline of that story. I didn't read the whole thing, but we've gotten way out of control when the police feel justified in shooting someone in the back
1: mm-hmm.
0: for how okay, I was threatened but I didn't really fear for my life. Cause I knew I had a gun.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. He threatened me, but I'm wearing body armor. So maybe he gets lucky and he nicks me, but basically we know that you were actually, there was no life threatening situation for the officer.
1: Right.
0: But he had a good and, enough excuse to pull his trigger and probably hasn't in a while. Yeah.
1: So. And, and, and shoot the tires on the, on the motorized vehicle, uh, you know, <laughs> Shoot the battery. Well, the battery may blow up, but you know, I mean, there are other options than emptying a clip nine things into a guy.
0: I could probably knock him off. I could knock him off with a shopping cart. Grab a shopping cart and run into the guy. You'd knock him over.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and and so so the contrast to that to the story at hand, right here, is a trained professional, ideally, who is carrying a weapon, uphold the law, yada, yada, yada. Now, yep. obviously, from that, you see something triggered mentally for him to do that, right? I mean, he some, there's some hidden something that's, that's there.
0: How dare you?
1: Yeah. Now, imagine <laughs> that same kind of behavior with kids with guns who don't have the training, who haven't had the the, the skills taught to them presumably of how to talk people down or how to restrain themselves. And this is a last effort to pull this trigger.
0: Whose brains are not still not fully formed right. who are full of hormones that don't know what to do about it. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We already yeah. know that that time is, 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 is tenuous with all the hormone changing you know, on how it affects the brain.
0: Here kid have a gun <sighs> folks. Yep. You- like I said, we don't pretend that we've got the answers on this program. Uh, but we do believe that by having the conversation, sparking these conversations, and continually looking at the different aspects of these conversations, that we trust someone will be sparked uh, and that the answer will reveal itself. We do believe there is a spiritual solution for every human problem. And I know Z and I have been doing our individual prayer work around these issues. We invite you to do that as well. Um, We invite you to continue to be part of the conversation around this. And that might mean calling your senator. It might mean calling a representative or city councilman. It might mean doing a little bit of research on what the real legality of guns in your community are. Uh, Look and find other nonprofits that are doing work uh, in, in the realm of getting guns off the streets, out of our schools, and out of our kids' hands, um, but this will not, prayer is important. It will not happen with prayer alone. We must get our hands into the game, and we've got to start uh, finding the ways, supporting the organizations that are doing the work, whatever it is for you.
1: And, and here's, here's the thing that we all can do. I mean, we all have different tolerances and things, like you said, number one, first and foremost, if we have kids, let's begin to talk to those kids about gun safety and gun you know, violence and that whole thing. Uh, number two, if you don't have a kid and you have the extra time, even if you do have a kid, let's begin to look at some of these mentoring programs, big brother, big sister, yeah. different types of programs where someone can get into these kids' lives and try to give them some uplift and some some information to maybe counter something i mean you know I I, I I would be interesting to see what the statistics are for uh how much guidance or what kind of troubles or if the kids are feeling left out those kinds of things are reflected in the number of kids that are doing the shooting
0: yeah
1: because if it's a broken home so to speak you know Someone at, at, at Big Brother, Big Sister might be able to take a kid to a ball game every once in a while and help with homework and, and maybe buy them a pair of sneakers or something. Uh, not yeah. going to take a lot from them. That will elevate this kid out of this muck and mire that gets them to the point where I need to pull a gun. Right.
0: Yes. Uh, it Folks, and we also want you to know that the world is not only the muck and the mire and the the and the the rough news and the stories we don't want to hear there's a lot of good news out in the world and part of what we're doing here on new thought media network i want to share with you a quick video to introduce something new that we're bringing forward around the news Folks, every Friday evening at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, starting today, premiering later this afternoon, New Thought Media Network will spend 30 minutes sharing with you the good news stories, the stories of hope and inspiration and upliftment that we can find from around the planet, around the world, Uh, and numerous, you're going to see all kinds of different hosts and other people from around the network are going to be joining me. Uh, This is going to be a wonderful, wonderful program. We hope you'll tune in and watch the premiere episode with us this evening and let your friends know what we're doing uh, and tune in again and again as we continue to expand what we're doing here on the New Thought Media Network. Uh, Z, before we head on out of here for this morning, final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, let's get involved in a young person's life, uh, whether it's your
1: own or someone else's. Get involved in a young person's life and give them some inspiration and hope and some fun and know that they count and that they matter.
0: Yeah, amen. Mentor, mentor, maybe that should be next week's show. Mentor, mentor, mentor.
1: Yes, that would be a good one.
0: I think it is it is our week off for school shootings, so we should be okay next week. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, little joke. That's
1: the plan. That's the plan.
0: Uh, That's the plan. Let's have a safe week out there, folks. And uh, hey, we do want to also say as as we round out for everyone that contributed this past week on Giving Tuesday and beyond for New Thought Media Network, thank you as we continue to strive towards the end of the year here. Your donations mean more than ever. Uh, get your 2021 tax donations into us uh, before the end of the year. We want to take a quick, one more quick moment and say thank you to everyone that's uh, on our committed and monthly giving donation list so that uh, they recognize that we recognize how appreciative we are. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, for your continued support. Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta for your monthly contribution. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. And Suze Aja, thank you for your very generous donation. And a special thanks to Hefferlin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And a big shout out all our committed donors. And if you'd like to become part of our committed giving program, please head on over to the website, ntmedia.org. And all you got to do is click on the donate button. All right, Z, I think we're out of here until next week. Peace. Peace.